0: what a difference a half makes again for michigan welcome in michigan basketball post game live following michigan's game at college park against maryland and michigan remains winless here in 2024 welcome in thanks for being with us we're here after every michigan basketball game we'll uh, talk about this one michigan going with their um without their point guard Doug McDaniel in this one so they had a different starting five game number 16 on the season Michigan trying to snap a four game slide they would have to do it without Doug McDaniel their starting point guard he is serving a six game academic suspension that began tonight against the Terps we'll have more on that in a moment Michigan was having a tough time advancing the ball early going in this one without their point guard who Leads the team in minutes played and also leads uh, the Big Ten in minutes played. But um, Michigan flipped things around in the latter portion of the first half and they started attacking the press and it worked. And the Wolverines were up by a dozen at the half 33 to 21. But the second half, it was, uh, you want to say it? All right, I will deja vu all over again for the Wolverines as uh, they coughed up their double digit lead. Sunday against Penn State at the Palestra, and they did it again. The Terps taking the lead with eight minutes left in this one, and then down the stretch, taking a look, it was a three-point game with two minutes to go. Jalen Llewellyn misses the front end of a one-and-one. That's never good, but especially not good late in the game. And then you had at a TW two missing a post jumper. I mean, it was, uh, it was a good move. It was a good shot. It just came up short. That was with 90 seconds left. Uh, it was still a three point game at that point. You had a, um, uh, then namari the Burnett, they went to Burnett twice and he got blocked twice out of bounds. And then that was pretty much it. Uh, Michigan fouled Maryland, they knocked down their free throws. TW two then, with a another uh, late opportunity, took a drive and it looked like his shot got blocked, and that's it. And it adds up to a sixty four to fifty seven victory for Maryland. So Michigan loses this one by seven. A little bit predictable. And the uh, the odds makers had Maryland as a six and a half point favorite. They win it by seven. Michigan struggling without uh, McDaniel. Uh, they also did not have Trey Jackson in this one, so it was going to be a short bench, and it, it was. And it, could you say that Michigan ran out of gas? This was a tale of the three ball. Michigan in the first half, the they're knocking down. They Michigan knocks five triples down in the first half where they had their 12-point lead. Uh, meanwhile, Maryland, one of 11 from downtown, Uh, That changed. Michigan did not make a three-pointer in the second half in this game. And meanwhile, there were uh, six made in the second half by the Terps. Completely different. Now, Michigan had turnover problems in the first half. They did clean that up in the second half. If you're looking for that silver lining, not as many turnovers, very few turnovers in the uh, second half. But, you know, this team without uh, McDaniel, you have to, it takes a lot of energy to, you know, to uh, just run your offense, to be able to break pressure and, and teams know, I mean, with Doug McDaniel, Michigan doesn't really have that second ball handler. Uh, Jalen Llewellyn, is coming back from the knee injury. He looks like he's coming back from a knee injury. It's just not there. I mean, that's not his fault. Uh, that's where it's at. Uh, Michigan did not use their extra scholarship or a scholarship that was available for either a shooter or a ball handler. Uh, that goes back to the head coach. And so that's where they sit in, in, in their hamstrung when it comes down to it. Now, I can sit around and complain, and and so could you. I mean, this and it's just you know i was gonna say weird but you know it's been an unconventional season for Michigan what coach would go into the season knowing that they have an issue i know it and you know it what coach would go in and not use a scholarship and i know that they were trying to take dudes from like you know northern southern california or some some you know crazy schools that i had never even heard of trying to you know find guys in the transfer portal but It almost feels like they could go down to the community college and find somebody that could, uh, you know, provide some ball handling or a spot up shooter. And they elected not to do that bad move. Can we all say it together? And then there was nothing, you know, there's nothing Jawan Howard can do about his health situation. And, you know, where he had to uh, miss a portion of the first half of the season, you get that, but you don't have your leader. But then with Howard back, They have this off-the-court situation that is a mess with uh, their strength and conditioning coach. He's no longer with the team, or he hasn't been since whatever you want to call it, verbal dust-up with the head coach. That's a problem, as you know. And now this deal with Doug McDaniel. Now, Doug McDaniel, this is a coach's decision. I have never... And nobody else has either. Robbie Hummel played in the Big Ten. He mentioned it. I've heard a half dozen other commentators mention it. They've never seen this type of suspension. Certainly, we have seen academic suspensions before, but not in the middle of the season where you're like, you're good at home, but you're going to be suspended on the road. What? So, I mean, I don't know. What do you want me to get? That's unconventional but when you stack it up to the verbal dust up and not having your strength and conditioning coach, uh, you know, Jawan trying, Hey, you know, like, what are they doing back at the palestra, you know, uh, Phil Martelli, you go ahead. You're the coach. I'm just going to sit over here. What? So, you know, that's the stuff that's been going on. Uh, the, the team now two straight games, they, uh, they look like one team in the first half and then, you know, they, they don't look very good in the second half. So they look good in the first half. They get double digit leads and then they cough them up in the second half. So there's none of that, that nothing nothing uh, positive that you, you pull out of this one. What they didn't commit that many turnovers in the second half. They look like some semblance of a, a basketball team being able to bring the ball up. And you know, it's not like Maryland. In fact, Maryland is you know one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. Them in Michigan, and you know it's uh, it's a struggle. I do think we are we are at the point where you know all almost all of the fans. Uh, see that this looks like it's coming to a close this year. Will the athletic director see that there's a lot of basketball to be played still, but uh, that seems to me like it's the top story with the fans. Uh, the the status of Juwan Howard and will he be coaching for the team next year? And and look, you know, Juwan Howard might not like it. Nobody else, but you know, this is part of the business. And when you do a bunch of things where we don't have answers, we have to guess about what's going on with the strength and conditioning coach and uh, your son had a part in it or whatever else. You're not talking about it. Uh, you're suspending a guy in you know the this bizarre just-for-the-road game situation. None of it is adding up here for Juwan Howard. And what is happening out on the floor is the team looks terrible. And so this thing is headed in one direction, and I don't see it turning around anytime soon. Who would? I mean, what's going to be the bright spot here? You know, during the game, the future Tigers TV announcer, Jason Beniti, was there with Robbie Hummel calling the game. And those guys were semi entertaining. I say semi, they're entertaining. Because this one was disjointed in a lot of different ways. And these guys were like pretty much like, whoa, what are we watching here? But, you know, they did their best to uh, entertain the audience. And I thought they did a good job. But at one point, uh, Beniti was asking Hummel about, well, how do you get things going if you're Juwan Howard and you're the head coach and you don't have your point guard on the road for the next six games but you have him at home? And Hummel, you know, he just shrugged his shoulders and he said, I don't know. I don't know what you do because nobody knows. And so do I think that it's time to break out the coaching list of the possibilities? I do think it's, it's time for that. Uh, That's where it's at right now. Uh, That will be forthcoming for me in the, uh, the games ahead on the post game. And that's where it's at. Uh, it's not something that I would like doing. It's not something that you like, but that is just where it is at with this team. Nobody has any answers. And the direction, look, I, I've i gone over this. Michigan's, uh, this is Jawan Howard's fifth year. You know, the first year was the, uh, was a season where it was, you know, COVID. Michigan would have made the NCAA tournament, he did a, a nice job in his first year. I liked what I saw in the first year. His second year was very good, not not just okay, very good. They won the Big Ten. They were very entertaining. Everything, all of the levers that you want were in the right place. The coaching staff, Howard, the way the team played, they uh, they ran through the Big Ten. You know, winning the conference, as I said, and then. Uh, they came they had three shots in the final minute to beat UCLA to go to the final four i mean that's how good of a season it was now the the third year the regular season was not good but they they had a couple big wins late think about down at ohio state without hunter dickinson and they made the tournament which is good and then they won two games which is pretty good so we go from Good to very good to okay, nice, and that's three years in. But last year was a big step back, a big disappointment for this team. They were—you're supposed to make the tournament last year with the kind of team that they had, but they didn't have the chemistry, and they couldn't win close games. That has continued into this year. And if last year was a step back, this year is—would I say it's a disaster? Yeah, I would. I would—I would say at this point, as we sit here right now, with the off the court situation. Uh, with uh, the strength and conditioning coach. That's a self inflicted wound by the head coach. Uh, you know, these are the guys that are your best allies. Your very best. Al- I mean, you have a lot to deal with. It's a real pressure cooker and everything else. And I get the health situation, but you've got your allies, your staff, the guys that are closest to you, your assistants. Your strength and conditioning coach, and now you have a verbal dust-up where that has um, is a, bit of a huge distraction, and they're not saying anything about it. He's just not with the team anymore. That's BS. And you know you get what you know you reap what you sow when it comes down to that, and his son. Apparently had a was at the front of that situation the son that you gave a scholarship to that no other power five team would have. if somebody wanted to say that sounds like nepotism, you know what I would say? you're right. That is what it sounds like. And if you're doing well as a basketball team and you you you'll bring your son in and give him a scholarship and either the team is doing well or he's doing well. You say, Hey, well, look, no matter what it looked like, it worked out for you. But guess what? The team isn't doing any good. And that dude hasn't even sniffed the floor. I guess he's hurt. And maybe that had the misunderstanding. You know, he was at the front of it with the strength and the conditioning coach, but I don't know. It's all speculation. You know, not quite speculation because that's what Jace was quoted as saying. That's where we're at. Let's look at the the box score. Look at some of the, the feedback as well from you Michigan fans. You know, some you watch the games. Blue checking in. I, I think blue. It's always nice to see a either a maze or a blue on the post-game show. Blue is saying the timing, timing, the firing of Howard to optimize the hiring process is what matters most right now. I don't disagree with that, Blue. So this is where, and I have been, I don't know. you know, like if I'm, if you're either a detractor or a supporter of Ward Manuel, the Michigan AD, I would be put in the latter category. I would have been put as a supporter. Now, it's not quite that. But if it's one of those two, I would be in the latter category. This is uh, Ward Manuel, the guy he hired. This is his baby. I know he has the situation, what's going on. We don't know what's going on with Jim Harbaugh. You know, like whatever he can do. He's offered him the moon and the stars. And if he comes back, that's great. And really, that's all anybody cares about anyways. But you do have other sports like basketball. And that was Ward's hire. So. Uh, will he act quickly? He has not. The, the critics would point out he has moved at a snail's pace when it comes down to some other hires and maneuvering. Do I feel confident that Ward-Manuel will position Michigan as what Blue is talking about to optimize the hiring process? I do not. But let's see about that. Oh, it being called a dumpster fire on the feedback. Blue is back, and he is talking about firing Howard now and let Martelli try to run it in an interim situation. I do not think that is going to happen. And look, as much as I have just gone over the issues and everything with Juwan Howard, you are not taking a coach out during the season. Not a coach that, that played here. Not a coach that has, uh, unless he had, you know, some sort of situation where, you know, another, say another, you know, an, an off the court situation. As bad as, as much as I don't like the Sanderson situation, divorces, uh, you know, things happen with relationships. It's, t- it's it hurt the team. It's one of your allies. It's really, um, you know, not obviously. It's not helped, but the point is, I don't think that that is going to happen, right? So, uh, would it be possible that Jawan jo- would resign? Well, you don't get your money if you resign. So, the, could they come to some sort of uh, an agreement? And you know, at some point, hey. I don't know, like, you anyway, know, I was just going to say, like, hey, you could say, you know, it's the health situation. And then, you know, he's stepping down. And, and that could not really be it. That could happen just between those that are watching right now and me. Now, I'm not, you know, like, that could happen. But, I mean, if you're looking for Howard not to be the head coach, unless they go play somewhere where Phil Martelli you know, is going to be the head coach and, you know, Howard wants to sit down, maybe he'll, you know, put Isley over there and Isley, you know, if they played Boston college, they go back out East or now. I mean, what are we talking about? No, I don't think it's going to be where you, um, where you fire the coach during the season, Michigan go blue one, two, three, four has checked in. He says, let's see JJ and Roman out there on the court instead. Well, you know, you laugh about that, and then one minute into the game, Jason Beniti, the future Tigers TV announcer, is talking about maybe putting JJ McCarthy out there. So, yeah, uh, JJ, you know, they're they're looking for the ability to to break the press. I don't know if Roman Wilson. I mean, Roman Wilson is uh, is going to the Senior Bowl. You know, he's headed to the draft. He hasn't made that declaration yet, but it's, you know, the writing seems to be on the wall before Monday that he will be uh, heading to the pros, but so he's not going to, uh, you know, go play basketball. You know, he's got other things to worry about the national championship uh, wide receiver for the Wolverines, but yeah, he could help. (sighs) Like I said, uh, moving forward, I will put together a short and long list for a potential Michigan basketball coaches. Mr. Smith is saying the team isn't losing because Howard got into it with a strength and conditioning coach. Come on now, you're reaching. Uh, it's been one of the, the issues. Now, I, I would say if you were pressing me and, <clears throat> on that, I would say that you're right. Heading into this season, I did not think that this team was going to be an NCAA tournament team. So you're right about that, Mister Smith. Meanwhile, and you know nobody could predict the the health situation and you know how that has impacted the team not having Howard. But not having Howard, it, it, you can't say well that was a positive for this team. And then right after that is when they did have this situation with your ally and the strength and conditioning coach, that hasn't helped. And that, had a, that situation involved his son, which he's using a scholarship. That hasn't helped. They didn't use a scholarship that they had available. They were going after the Argentinian uh, uh, player that never materialized. That has not helped. Doug McDaniel, not being able to do it with the books, has not helped. Coming up with this weird, I'm sorry, unconventional suspension that nobody's ever seen, and how that works with a team, that has not helped, Mr. Smith. So, yeah, I'm reaching. It was not a good team. Uh, It was not a good team to begin with, and none of this other stuff, Mr. Smith, has helped. So, that's where I'm at with it. Is there a chance that Sonny Washington could take over? I would put him on the list. Isley, Washington, I would put on there. Do I think that Michigan fans? I, I like Sonny Washington. But Sonny Washington has been part of this. man. I saw him cheering on the team in the last couple minutes in the huddle. But... Is that going to inspire any Michigan fans? Any recruit? I, I, I doesn't, that doesn't really – that's not hitting very hard, but I would put him on the list, certainly. All right. I said I was going to get to the box score, and let's do that now. Let's look at how it all went down. Olivier Kamwa, 18.7 board and two assists for the big man from Finland 8 of 16 from the floor TW2 I like you know TW2 is then he's um, a bright spot uh, with this team going back the DMV area they going back home that had to be tough for Doug with this game tonight but TW2 with 10 points Uh, Jalen Llewellyn gets the start, hasn't played very much at all, and he was in there for the majority of the game. He had to be. And uh, Mr. Llewellyn had nine points, four rebounds, three assists, three three of 11 from the floor, and three turnovers. Terrace Reed Jr., not a whole lot there for Reed Jr. He had three turnovers. Namari Burnett, they went to him twice. Late in this game, he had both of his shots blocked, seven points, five boards for Burnett. And then Cheddar, they're not getting much from uh, from Will Cheddar, I would say, unfortunately. I'd say obviously. Five points, four boards, and an assist. Yo-Yo got in there, the Michigan uh, second-year player, nothing but goose eggs from Kayat. And GW3, close to the... Potomac River, George Washington was back there in Maryland. But um, I can't lie, nothing in nine minutes of play for GW3, but goose eggs. So that is it when it comes down to the box score. couple here on the feedback. I'll just take uh, a couple. Mr. Smith is back. He would give Howard at least one more year to see if he can turn it around. Well, I think that is to be determined. I like we're making a decision here on January the 11th, a little bit early. uh, But, you know, that's the, the trajectory right now of where this is headed. I do think what seeing Ward Manuel and how patient, he was with Jim Howard. You can say that's apples and oranges, but knowing that he was at least patient with the Michigan man in Jim Harbaugh, maybe he would show that same patience with Jawan Howard. I would think how the team responds uh, the rest of the season. I don't think it's done. I like people like wanting to, you know, this isn't, um, you know, happening during the season again, unless there's something, you know, chaotic that happens, that you know he will get a chance, as brutal as it may be, and it is, watching this team, uh, I, I think he's undecided right now. I would hope that he's undecided. If he's sitting around like, um, nah, bringing him back no matter what, that would be, you know, either way, he gone, um, you know. So, you know, you saying you would give him at least one more year, uh, okay. You well, know, there were a lot of people that, you know, that wanted Jim Harbaugh gone. And, you know, there would be some people saying, hey, you know, how about one more year? And it worked out. Now, I don't know. Like, uh, and, and I do feel like, you know, the, football just won the national championship. Should that affect basketball? Not necessarily. But Michigan just won the national championship. Like, and again, there's still a lot of play. I would say right now that I would lean towards, like, uh, looking for another coach if I was Ward Manuel sitting around. But you have a lot more to play here. So let's see if this continues to spiral downward or if they show a heartbeat, um, all of that. So that's it. (sighs) Blue can't get over TW2's breakdown in the natty. He means NIT. Yeah, well, that wasn't very good, but you know what? He he has come back, and he has played well this year. Blank name is talking football. We're going to get to that tomorrow. So we will do that. Uh, I knew... Mr. Smith wants to know about Howard's recruiting class. Howard's recruiting class is right here. I have it. Let's see. Here it is. Darrell Brooks out of Grand Rapids. He's a three-star, four-star Christian Anderson, 5'11 point guard, close to a top 100 player out of Atlanta, Georgia. And then Connie Ruth's a four-star swing forward six foot eight. He is number 33 overall playing down in the sunshine state at IMG. He's the jewel there taking a look at least at the rating. So, uh, yeah, these, uh, it's a pretty good recruiting class. Good point, Mr. Smith. Uh, that will be taken into consideration. Won't it? I think the other thing, you know, like just combining what, Mr. Smith is talking about, and then blank name talking about in football, he's just talking about NIL. Now, basketball and and one-and-dones in NIL, you know, Michigan, if they were able to promise an NIL like uh, their future Big Ten brethren, USC – was able to get Collier, the point guard, if he was on this team, things could look a lot different. So there are some factors that go into what Mr. Smith is saying. All right, that's going to do it. Let's, uh, before we leave, we do want to look at the upcoming schedule for Michigan, and that is brought to you by the aforementioned Mason Blue Reviews Good Afternoon, Michigan Football. And basketball, which comes your way three times a week at 2 o'clock tomorrow at Friday. Uh, tomorrow is Friday, and it'll be on this very feed that you're watching or listening to right now. All right. Uh, the new year has not been kind to Michigan. They lost to Minnesota. They lost to Penn State on Sunday. And now tonight to Maryland. Michigan's next game is going to be on one fifteen. 15 that's coming your way, a noon start against Ohio State. I thought that was Monday, one fifteen Monday. I'm just going to have to check here. Uh, it is a noon start on a Monday. Is Do we have a holiday? I don't know. What holiday is it? It's MLK. It's the Martin Luther King Jr. Day all day long. So that's um, Michigan playing on the holiday at noon against Ohio State. That will be your next game coming up, the Wolverines and Buckeyes. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear at the Chrysler Center just like football as Michigan will take on the Buckeyes. So that will do it. There is the upcoming schedule. Michigan loses this one 64-57. Just like Sunday against Penn State, they give up a double-digit lead that they had earned in the first half. In the second half, and go on to lose. Michigan falls now to six and ten on the season. They have lost five in a row. They are one and four in Big Ten play. The Terps they get their second Big Ten win in five tries, so they're two and three, and their record is ten and six. Thanks so much. For watching and listening, everybody. Talk with you tomorrow at 2 o'clock right here on the Maze and Blue Review.